Good morning, everybody. Welcome. So good to see some, some familiar faces and I haven't seen in a while and just welcome to the Generations kickoff, coffee kickoff. And thanks to our, our little speakers from St. Michael's for being here with us as well. Let's begin with prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we just praise your holy name and thank you truly that grandparenting was your idea. Lord, I thank you for each person here. I pray that we, you, you would be the leader over this entire meeting and show us just how to be intentional Christian grandparents. And we pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Our first order of business is Florence is going to show us a video. Why don't you Okay, yeah, while she's getting that ready. Um, I am Lynn Land Dayton. A lot of you know me as Lynn Land, but this is my husband, Howard, sitting over here by Alfred. And um, Jane McGreevy and I are co-chairs for the Generations Ministry. So welcoming Jane. Jane is a new grandmother, fairly new, and um, is joining me in this venture and has some great ideas for us. So... I will say, I feel like I've got a lot to learn from y'all because y'all are more experienced grandparents than I am, and I feel like you're going to teach me everything I need to know. So. so this is a short video just to give you kind of a charge of what we're doing. I want to give you these three theological foundations. First one is this. God created families to be discipleship centers. There's a lot of talk in the church today about the importance of discipleship small groups. Raise your hand if you've got discipleship small groups in your church. All right. Uh, we have to do life together. Yeah. Discipleship happens in the context of authentic community. Right? Well, I want to tell you God believes in discipleship small groups too. He just has another name for them. What does he call them? He calls them families, where you're going to do life together. And uh, are you looking for authentic community? Go home. I think, you, raise your hand if you have authentic community in your house. Yeah, I pretty much think you will. All right, number two. The biblical purpose of parenting and grandparenting is to impress the hearts of children with a love for God. Moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, aunts and uncles, you got to know why these kids are running around. That God entrusts us with children. God has entrusted the parents of your church with children so that they might do all in their power. There's no magic formulas. I wish there were. All in their power to impress their hearts with the love for God. To equip them to make a difference in this world for Christ and for his kingdom. And the thing we want more than anything else is we want to help these little ones get safely home to their Father in heaven. That's why they're here. Now, here's the big one. This is the one we're going to talk about. God created the family as an essential engine of world evangelization through the power of multi-generational faithfulness. Now, what in the world? Let me translate that for you. Here's the deal. God has a plan for the world. God wants the earth filled with worship. He wants the earth filled with his people. And the primary engine of that plan is that the people of God would raise up a generation who would raise up a generation who would raise up a generation who would fill the earth with the gospel and the glory of God. All the while, we share Christ with our friends and we send out our missionaries. But the core engine is the multi-generational engine. 
And what I want to suggest to you is that these three principles that I just laid out for you up until about a hundred years ago were frequently taught and discussed as a theology of family. But we hardly even use that term anymore. You've got a theology of missions, you've got a theology of youth ministry. What about a theology of family? If you've got a pack of hot dogs in the kitchen, toss them in the trash. And do this instead. Yeah, it's very short. See, breakfast literally means break fast. It's the first food activating the digestive system. <laughs> a little bit awkward. Okay, I think I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to move. Yeah. I don't really like being behind this podium, but I think I have to do that in order to speak into the mic. But again, yeah, because we're, we're recording this. But thank you all so much for being here. Um, if you take a look at your sheet for Generations Kickoff Coffee and take a look at that scripture. Deuter everybody, everybody should get a blue sheet and a white sheet. The Generations Kickoff and a blue sheet. Okay. But if you look at that scripture, only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them slip from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. You know, I had read this scripture over the years and never really took it to heart um, until I went to Grand Camp about five years ago. And Grand Camp is out at Camp St. Christopher and our precious Peter Rothermel is here, and he, I call him the grandfather of, of grandparent ministry in this area. Peter, would you stand? Peter. Yes. He, he literally brought this movement, I call it, to Charleston area and to, Saint, to, to Camp St. Christopher. And it was out there where I, I began to understand the mandate from the Lord Jesus that we not only share the love of Christ with our children, but also our children's children. And um, I was invited to go out to that camp. It's a camp for, for grandchildren and their grandparents from ages six to 12. And it was four and a half days of fun and um, fellowship and understanding this multi-generational grandparenting ministry. Um, we, gosh, we, we had times where they would teach the grandparents individually and the grandchildren would go off and, and learn and also do crafts. We did, did s'mores, we had played, the kids played in the pluff mud on the beach at Camp St. Christopher. It was just, it was wonderful. We learned scriptures. It was cute because um, we would have family devotions at night with our grandchildren and memorize scriptures, scriptures that it was kind of a, a game, a, competition between these teams to learn scriptures and it was a time of bonding for my grandchildren and me that is just long life lasting long living and long lasting um, after this well every, as we finished the first year my grandchildren were just could hardly wait to come back the next year and the other grandchildren could hardly wait to be old enough to come so it's just been something we've we've carried through the years and uh, our speakers today Tim and Sherry, I met there because they were there with their grandchildren as well. But it's just um, after the second year, I, I felt like it was something that 
is much more than just a grand camp kind of ministry. And I asked Peter if, if I could share this with my church. And of course, he said yes. Brought this to Jeff, and he was all in, as you can imagine, because he, he knew this mandate, and he knew that, that, this is, um, that this is part of our family ministries at St. Philip's, and that grandparenting is part of that. And thanks to our wonderful um, family ministries leader, Dorothy Lancaster, we are able to get this together today, but she's, she's really, we're really underneath her ministry, and thank you, Dorothy, for all you're doing. Um, today, we are going to share with you um, where we've been, which, is, which started with Grand Camp and kind of where we're headed in the future. In the past, for the last few, few years, we've had speakers come who've written books and and or in a grandparenting ministry nationwide, and we're beginning to have a new vision through our new grandparenting um, member, Jane McGreevy. She's a new grandparent, pretty new, and she's got a really a great vision for us going forward. So here's Jane. One of the things that we have tried, we have realized as we've been talking about, Lynn and I have been talking, is we realize there is a lot of wealth in this room. And so we have a lot that we can share with each other. And even if you might have read my little paragraph in the Inspire about baking bread with my grandchildren, there was no great deep theological talk happening at that time. We just were playing with the dough, you know, and, and they got to watch it rise and everything. But, but what I, the reason I put that in there was, well, one, I didn't have anybody else volunteering with a great thing they'd done with their grandchildren. So that's your job coming forward. But second, I just want you to realize it doesn't take a lot. You know, it just needs to be something little that you're doing and you're building those relationships. And I know each one of you, I mean, a lot of you I follow on Facebook and I see pictures of your grandchildren and see great things that they're doing. And I think that's what we really want. You know, it's great to bring in speakers, and Peter is awesome about giving us resources, but we also really want to make it our ministry here and where we're sharing, well, what are you doing? Or what even ties in with St. Philip's? What are we doing at church that we can bring our grandkids along? So one of the things, as I said, we hope we're going to share some resources. And one way we're going to try to do that is we're going to have a monthly column in the Inspire, you know, I know some of us have different schedules. Normally, I'm working during the day until about 5 o'clock, and I know some of us are working, some of us are not. And so it's hard to necessarily have the right schedule to meet everybody's needs. But one of the things is a column in the Inspire can at least give us some ideas that we can share. If we can't be there in person, we can share some good ideas. Um, another thing, um, and in the Inspire, what our hope is, and I really am serious in that I would love anybody who has just a little idea of something you did with your grands, just tell me, and we can put it in that column and share that. So um, I feel like, you know, you probably heard the thing about Christians, we're just one beggar telling another beggar where to find food. And so I think that's what we're doing as grandparents, too. Um, so we're going to share ideas of things we've done with our grants, and also we're going to share books or resources that are available out there because there are so many and we are blessed living in a country and a place where we have so many resources so that's what we hope to do in the inspire 
Um, and we also hope to have, um, we have a lot of resources over there. Um, thanks to Peter, he has um, bought some books for St. Philip's through the diocese. And so we're going to have a lending library. So before you leave today, feel free to go by that table. And um, if there's a book you'd like, just sign it out on the pad there. And um, that'll be a great resource for you. I know we're all in different parts, spots in our grandparenting. Some of us are doing it long distance. Some of us are doing it locally. Some of us have children who have no interest in the Lord. And some of us have families who are. And so I think the books over there hit a lot of those different topics. So you may find, well, I can't get my kids to even go to church anymore. But you may find that, you know, there's a book over there called Never Too Late that's about dealing with adult children. So um, take advantage of those resources. And again, thanks to Peter for making those available to us. And Lynn has volunteered to give some of her books to be used as well. So um, they, and um, one other idea that we wanna do is we would like to establish some small groups for those who would like to be in a small group. If you feel like you need some support coming behind you as a grandparent, we'd like to make small groups available. So on your table also, you'll see the yellow sheet is um, has a place to sign up with your name and your email but also it has a place for if you're interested in a small group and you know those may meet at different times depending on what the needs of the group are but if if that's something you'd like some of us may be meeting down some of us may um, really be dying for some fellowship so you know we come from different spots so let's see my leaving oh another thing there's so many resources available online and so one of the things that we have um, learned a lot about is there's been a um, ministry called the uh, legacy coalition that's a grandparenting ministry and it's a huge ministry actually worldwide i think and so they have started this thing called grand monday nights and i'm going to let lynn tell a little bit about that Grand Monday nights um, is at 8, 8, 8 p.m. each Monday night, and all you have to do is sign up, as, as Jane said, on, on their website. And I have listened and watched a, a number of these and taken notes, and some are really worth listening to. I mean, a lot of them are, actually. And a great thing that they have is there's a replay of that the next day that lasts during that week if you were not able to tune in on Monday night. But... John and Susan Yates have been on there in the past talking about their book, Cousin Camp. So I, I really encourage you to take a look at that. And there, there's a number of um, resources on their website that you might take advantage of as well. And tell them that it's listed on, on your uh, sheet here. It tells you. Yeah, it tells you on your, your generation sheet how to sign up for, for Legacy Coalition Grand Monday Nights. We did have, um, what? Okay. Also on the, um, listed under online resources, another great resource is Rob Reno, the guy who was on the video. He has a whole ministry called Visionary Parenting, but so much of it applies to grandparenting as well, so I put that website down as well. Yeah, also Jane mentioned the small groups, which is something we really want to, to take advantage of and, and kick off. 
Bob and Noel Coons led a group called Grandparenting Matters, oh, just before the, the COVID hit, actually. And it was a group of about 12 people. Um, and Howard and I were able to come in for the last few of those. But what I learned, as much as the content of that video series was the fellowship and the support that the grandparents got from each other because Bob had the people bring in pictures of their grandchildren and the ages and they prayed for each other and prayed for their, each other's grandchildren. And sometimes they would share something special that they did with the grandchild, the grandchildren, in, you know, that week before. So there's just so much value in the small group, just bonding and um, praying together. Even after the group ended, it, they continued to do that. Is that better? Okay. All right. We are going to have a real treat tonight. This is a couple, um, Sherry and Tim Driver, I met at Grand Camp, have met at Grand Camp through the years, and uh, they have five grandchildren. Let me tell you what, what they said here. Um, they moved here in 2010, and Tim is on the vestry. He's on the family task force, men's ministry, um, and, um, and marriage groups. Sherry's on the mission task force, and she's on the altar guild and flower guild. Um, they have five grandchildren, and as I said, they go to grand camp each year. Uh, Tim retired last year, and it's funny, when I read that, I thought about my husband Howard, because he said there's no such thing as retirement in the Bible. And clearly you can tell from the things that Tim and Sherry are doing, they're not retired. They've just shifted from a career um, into ministry and being, being active with their grandchildren and sharing Christ with them. So I... I just applaud you for being those kinds of grandparents who are not planning to retire. You're just shifting your, your ministry from one place to another. Um, let me tell you a little bit about Tim's professional life before grandparenting full-time. He, um, he retired last year from the tech, textile manufacturing business. They created denim for for jeans brands, and it comes from China. And he, they lived in China for eight years and really enjoyed learning about the culture there. So let me welcome Jim, Tim and Sherry Driver. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, maybe begin by telling you what we are not. Uh, we are not professionally trained. Uh, we have no theological education. We have no uh, degrees in family counseling. We've written no books, okay? <laughs> we're just grandparents. And um, we're very enthusiastic grandparents in enjoying being around these little five. We're fortunate in that um, our son and his wife and our daughter and her husband live on James Island within just a mile or two of us. So uh, I know it's an unusual situation, but we get to see a whole lot of our grandkids. And I know many of you, many, many, probably most people, you know, see their kids occasionally. Maybe they live across the country or whatever, but um, we are truly blessed. And we are trying um, deliberately, intentionally, as Peter would, said, would say, 
to have an influence in their lives. I think when we first had grandkids, we thought, well, you know, our part's done. You know, their parents will raise them, their parents will teach them, and we'll get to enjoy all this on the side. But we went to grand camp, and Peter made the point of, um, you know, we have to pass on to the next generation. We, we are challenged by Scripture to pass on these deeds, these stories, to the next generation. So we have begun to do that in um, small ways. Most of what we do are small things. And uh, you want to tell a little about some of those things? A week ago today, we were out at Magnolia Gardens with our almost three-year-old named Julia. And she loves alligators. Um, so we, <laughs> she does. So we took her on the Audubon Swamp Walk. You know, did not see any alligators, but it was a chance to be out in the in God's world and see butterflies and you know see trees and talk about didn't God have a good time making that tree you know the colors that he chose for the butterfly didn't that make him happy you know and he shares all that with us and what a gift what a gift um, like Tim said our our children we live on the water and so that's a natural draw because we have a boat and dock and all that good stuff. But they love to come and jump off the and swim in the creek. And we have uh, picnics and we have meals together. And it's been a huge blessing to us. And it's all a learning process. You know, we don't have any preset formula. Uh, we just love our children. We love our grandchildren, as you do, I know. And it, the part that is, to me, most important is just being, being available and being with them. Just, if you can, make the effort to go travel, take them places. Um, just, just be there. Let them know that you're there when they um, have a problem, you know if they want to talk something over. We're, our oldest is nine years old, so we haven't reached the teenage angst years yet, but I hope that we will um, remain as close to them through that as we feel now. So we're, we're trying very hard to build relationships with them. Um, you know, it's easier to have conversations about serious things if you have some kind of a relationship and I'm, I'm basically a little boy at heart which Sherry would tell you <laughs> but you know when, when we're out um, with the two little five-year-old grandsons for example we'll talk about God made this or you know or how things going at school or you know we'll have a little prayer and I'll say you know you can talk to God anytime anywhere because that's what prayer is you're just having a conversation with God and remember to stop and listen. You know, if something's worrying you, remember to say, God, you know, this is what's on my mind, and then stop and listen. But then we have to model that. They have to see us do that. So, you know, even the little ones are, are really clever. They know when something's on your mind, when you're worried with some, about something. So we'll, we'll pray, and we'll, we'll turn something over to God and let them see us doing that. Yeah. <clears throat> One aspect of Grand Camp, it builds up to it, uh, is the blessing. And this was a uh, 
something I'd never thought on my own that I'd be doing. <laughs> and um, it, it's important, you know, the last day of the grand camp, you have a private moment with your grandchildren or child and you give them a blessing and they hear you speak these words hopefully in, you know inspired from god and the holy spirit um, and hopefully they'll remember parts of it as the, they awake the next day and as they travel along um, important to uh, impress that god is your friend you know, God is, you're never alone. God is always with you. He's in here. He's has his angel armies all around you all the time. And we, we talk about angel armies. So. And we, we talk about family stories and family history, too. I, I barely knew my grandparents. Um, one of my grandmothers lived to a ripe old age, but the others passed at a young age. But um, I have stories about them. Um, and one of our granddaughters just delights in hearing the, the mischief that my father and grandfather got in. And, you know, she's always, tell me that story again. I've kept a journal for about 35 years. And, and um, I just write a little in it each day. And I'm careful not to write anything that I think would offend anybody. But I hope one day that'll be a great treasure for them to read and, or, you know, to hear things from their youth, from my youth, from our marriage. Mm -hmm. Uh, about our family and about our church and about our, our faith. You, you know, the little ones, um, they observe a lot. Uh, we have a dog, and recently uh, the two little boys were talking one day. I said, five years old. I said, what are y'all talking about? They said, well, you know when you and Momo, I'm Momo. when you and Momo die, <laughs> the dog's going to come live with us. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we're not in a hurry for that, are we? No, <laughs> they've been thinking about it. Uh, just this week, we were we were sitting for our son's children, and um, the little boy, five years old, turned the TV on to something that I knew he was not supposed to be watching. His father had just told him not to watch it, but he turned it back on. He's testing me, so I called his hand on it, and he went running upstairs, and. Uh, after a while, he still hadn't come back. I asked his older sister, I said, where's Jim? She said, he's upstairs. I said, what's he doing? She said, he's praying you'll become a better grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then two-year-old Julia, we're reading a little book, you know, about uh, a Bible story kind of thing, and she's looking at the pictures and looking up at me, and I'm thinking I'm making this great connection. She said, Papa? Yes. She oh, said, gosh. you got a big boogie in your nose. <laughs> So, you know, some of it goes as you plan, some of it doesn't go as you plan. We think the main thing is to just do it. You know, God gives us a new chance every single day. Some days, you know, we don't do so well. We have a rough day with the kids or their kids. But the next day's another day, another chance. And um, we're trying not to wait for the chances, but to create them, you know, can... Cora, come stay with us this weekend. Can little Jim come camp out in the backyard with me? Can we take them to do whatever? And I know as they get older, those things are going to get harder and harder. Yeah. But what we hope is that as we've created a relationship, that when more difficult, more serious times come, 
we'll be able to talk. That's the end of the speech. Watch <laughs> yourself on the pool. Thank you so much, Tim and Sherry. I, I love those ideas because my grandchildren are five, three, and one. And so sometimes I think, well, I can't do a lot right now. But, you know, I can. And, and I love the part where you said they love to hear stories. And my, my little five-year-old grandson, you know, we'll be having a conversation at the dinner table, and I'll think, he's not paying attention. You know, he's just playing, whatever. And he'll be like later, he'll be like, Daddy, Tell me that story about when, when Boo, that's what my husband goes by as granddad. Tell me about the story when Boo, when you thought they'd stolen the toilet. You know, it was just this story we told about in France when we went and there was a Turkish toilet. And, you know, the, the, our son came back and told his dad that they'd stolen the toilet. And so, you know, the little five-year-old, it's like, I mean, and now almost every time he sees us, can you tell me that story about when they stole the toilet again? You know, but they're really listening. And so I think that's so important. Well, one thing we wanted to do right now for the last maybe 10 minutes here is we wanted to provide an opportunity just to share at our tables, just to share um, maybe a little bit about your grandchildren. You can share if you have a prayer request or just kind of talk with the people at your table about how old your grandchildren are and um, hopefully share prayer requests and then have a little bit of time of prayer. So um, if um, Tim and Sherry, if y'all lead the group at your table, Lynn, you want to do that one and I'll come sit over at that table, but um, go ahead and do that right now. <laughs> 